Amen. We're going to go back uh, uh, to uh, the end of the book today in the book of Revelation, uh, the second chapter, and I'm going to read the first five verses of Scripture in Revelation chapter 2. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is what it reads like, To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things say he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you can't not bear those who are evil. And you have uh, tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And I found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Sounds like a perfect church, don't it? But there's a word there that says nevertheless. That changes the whole scenario. Nevertheless... I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Lords, we come today, we thank you, and we praise you, God, for your presence that is in this house today. The veil has been pushed aside and you have stepped in our midst. And I'm asking God that you will continue for the next few moments to speak to us through your word. Stir our hearts and our minds. And everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Does the church say? God bless you. You can be seated. If I had a thought to share with you today, that thought would be this, competing for your love. Competing for your love. I want you to think on that as I speak for the next few moments. Today, being Valentine's Day, many people are thinking about love and they got love and uh, on their minds. And if God has blessed you, if you're here today and God has blessed you with a good husband or wife, you need to show them your appreciation and let them know how you feel. Hallelujah. Don't, don't be like the one fella who, uh, after, um, 40 years of marriage had they, him and his wife had to come to the pastor's office for some marriage counseling after 40 years. And uh, the missus was upset <coughs> primarily because uh, she was a crying and says, he don't, uh, he, don't, he don't ever tell me he loves me. And he spoke up and said, well, I told you once 40 years ago. <laughs> uh, that, uh, 
that, that's kind of humorous and funny on one sense, but then on the other sense, there sadly there are some folks that think like that. Uh, there's a whole lot of things happening in 40 years, and uh, if you've got a, a, a good mate and God has blessed you, you need to let them know how, they, how you feel. Everybody likes to feel appreciated. Amen. Everybody likes to feel respected and loved. And sadly, in this fast-paced world that we live in, a lot of times we take too much for granted. Hallelujah. We take too much for granted. And uh, we shouldn't do that. Uh, and we shouldn't think that they will always be there because they might not. And um, <laughs> like it said, uh, it's really a waste. It's a waste of money and time uh, to buy the pretty flowers to put around the caskets of people that's passed on. You really need to give people their flowers while they're alive, because that person laying in that casket. It's not going to know a thing in the world about the flowers that are around that casket. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we need to, uh, uh, to let those people in our life that we love and appreciate, we let, let them know. One of the greatest gifts that the Creator has placed within us is the capacity to love. Could you imagine how, how terrible and empty and boring that our lives would be like if we did not have the capacity to love? And, of course, every situation in the human sphere, none of it is perfect. Anytime you open your heart up to love, you also open it up to heartbreak. Amen. And only those people you love are they really the ones that can hurt you? Amen. If you don't have no feeling for them, they really, they really can't hurt you. But love is a, is a beautiful thing, and it's one of the greatest gifts that God has placed within us. But there should be a greater love in our life, a love which transcends all others, a love that is able to even pierce the curtain of eternity. Now I'm talking of course about the love that we should have for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we know without any doubt that Jesus loves us. I know it's used as a child song, a kid song, but I like it. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Hallelujah. We don't have any doubts that Jesus loves us. And His love is unconditional and everlasting. Hallelujah. It's an everlasting love that is beyond compare. But what about our love for Him this morning? Is our love for Him real and genuine? Is our love from our whole heart? Or is our love torn between other things which constantly is competing for our love and affection? 
We live in a world today that there's all kind of things out there that is competing for the love that we have for the Lord. And that's what I want to talk about, amen, uh, this morning, competing for your love. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to put, uh, a, a secular song in somebody's mind that will keep, that will stay in your mind, uh, uh, the rest of the day. Unfortunately, when I thought about it, it's been in the back of my mind, uh, uh, uh ever since I wrote it down. But I remember back in, in, during the seventies, uh, uh, there was a hit song called Torn Between Two Lovers. Oh, amazing grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, I find that many Christians are in that same situation because Satan has many alternatives that compete for our affection. Amen. Am I, am I talking right this morning? Hallelujah. The church in Ephesus had left their first love, which was Jesus Christ, because they were swayed by other loves which were competing for their love. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus named all the good stuff that that church had done. And they were good. They were good works. I mean, and, uh, and it was great. But Jesus says, nevertheless, I've got something against you. Hallelujah. That lets me know that Jesus has a problem with me if I don't love him like I should. Hallelujah. Some people don't think that, that matters, but I want you to know it matters because Jesus told this whole church, he said, if you don't remember from which you're falling, if you don't get that love back for me, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to remove the candlestick from his place. And it's all she wrote, buddy. Hallelujah. Amen. So it matters to God how my love is toward him. Hallelujah, amen. Yes, give him a praise today. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to say to the, uh, uh, to the younger people that are here today who's not yet, uh, married, uh, or, 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 or have a, have a, have a mate, uh, amen. Uh, you have to be careful because I want you to know something. There's some slick talkers out there. Amen. That they know just how to swoon you. Amen. They know how to, uh, uh, pull you aside. Amen. And get you off track. Hallelujah. Amen. But let me tell you something. All the sweet talk. Amen. And the good looks. Amen. Don't mean much for somebody who won't devote their life totally to you. It don't mean much, amen, to the one, amen, who's not willing to give their all for you. Hallelujah. Amen. It's like one, uh, one uh, young lady, uh, told her, her, uh, <coughs> and I read this, I don't know if it was, um, where I read it, if it was in the bull- uh, bulletin or, or, or where, where it was at, uh, but the one young lady was asking, uh, how much her, her boyfriend, uh, uh, loved, uh, loved her, and he said, yes, I love you so much. And she said, will you, do you love me enough to die for me? And he hesitated for a little bit, and he says, well, my love is an undying love. 
Hallelujah. My love is an undying love. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, uh, a lot of times you got some, some slick talkers, amen, amen, that would just use you. But going back to the love that we have for Christ, uh, we should not be swooned by the likes of sweet talking alternatives in the world uh, that desire to capture our love uh, and affection, uh, amen, uh, for God uh, and end up leaving us empty, sad, and lonely. Hallelujah. Everything that the devil has to offer will leave you end up empty, sad, and lonely. Uh, there was a uh, a well-known star who made it to to the top, and she was almost unmatchable in beauty and her talents. And she achieved everything that anybody would want to achieve. Out of respect for her, I would not mention her name, though just about everybody in here would know her. And she passed away at a... Un, with an untimely death due to situations that she'd gotten involved in and being swooned and sweet-talked by various things. A young lady that got her start using her talents in the church for the Lord, singing for the Lord. And they took her back to the same church she grew up with to have her funeral. And I was amazed when I saw the latest picture of her just a few days before her death and passing. And there was, there was no indication of the beauty that that lady had achieved. It had all been stolen and taken away. Amen. And I'm here to tell you today, folks, Satan has got a lot of things out there to draw your affection. Hallelujah. Amen. To pull you away from the love that God has for you. There are many things that compete, amen, for your love, but every one of them will leave you empty, sad, and alone. Hallelujah. Every one of them. There's nothing that the devil can offer you that can compare to the glory that God has for you. And just like the message had come out a while ago, hallelujah, Jesus Christ has given you His love, His grace, Amen. His affection. And he died for you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So we shouldn't be swooned by the likes of sweet-talking alternatives that desire to capture our love and affection. Hallelujah. Let Jesus Christ be your one and only love because only his love can save you. Only his love can satisfy you. Colossians chapter 3 
verses 1 and 2 says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We need to give our undying devotion and love. Amen. Who gave it all for us? Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God, I feel His presence here. I want to, I want to quickly talk about three things today. Amen. That, that, that compete for our love. Three different things, and there's more. But I'm going to, for time's sake, I'm going to talk about three things sometimes that we get caught in between, that we are torn in between. Hallelujah, the, the love from the Lord or something else. And the first thing is, amen, we are torn between the Lord and pleasure. Come on, somebody. We are torn between the Lord and pleasure. In book of Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 4, Apostle Paul wrote Timothy, a young minister, whom he was training and bringing up in the ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is what he, and and think about this as we read this. This was written 2,000 years ago. And look at the prophetic insight as he looked down through time and saw what the world would be like in the last days. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. I wonder if we're there yet. Perilous times, dangerous times, troublesome times. He said, know this also that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. There's something competing for your love today, and it's really got a hold of most Americans. Do you realize how much per capita money that is spent on pleasure in, in these United States? Amen. When we talk about the homeless, and there is over 3,000 people now that are homeless in Nashville, Tennessee. And the people in Nashville, Tennessee, if you could take just the money that's spent on pleasure, that people spent on having a good time. Amen. If you could just take that money, it would solve every homeless problem that there is. It's amazing, hallelujah. Amen. People just are, uh, they, they, they just go here and there, amen, and everywhere, amen, for pleasure. Have a good time. Hallelujah. I can't, I can't go to the house of God because I got to have my pleasure time. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We're torn between the Lord. We know what the Lord has done for us and we have a love for the Lord. Amen. And we're thankful for His grace. We're thankful for Him dying for us. But yet the devil is competing with that love and he throws every kind of pleasure our way. I hope I don't embarrass, embarrass her, but I want to, I want to, uh, mention Sister Leanne this morning. Uh, I appreciate 
amen, how far she has grown in coming the Lord, amen, in the last few months. And uh, yes, it's worth And the Bible tells us to give honor to whom honor is due. A lot of times we only use it, we only lay that on preachers or, or, or leaders in the church. But uh, we got a whole lot of folks in the church that deserve some honor. Amen. And I, I was looking through my Facebook page. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I go to Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I noticed. I noticed a post that she had posted, and there was somebody who made a comment and I to her, and I and I just took it. I don't know. I took it. It used to be uh, a, 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 an old friend or acquaintance, and uh, she clicked on there and said, "Lan, uh, we going out tonight?" And uh, Lan came back and says, "I don't go out no more. I go to church." Sis, I can see God the Father in heaven looking down on you and just a big smile coming on his face. Hallelujah. She wasn't ashamed. Hallelujah. She wasn't ashamed. She she just didn't say, I don't go out no more. But she said, why I don't go out no more? See, I'm not torn between the Lord and pleasure. Hallelujah. The party life, the clubbing life, that stuff don't have a hold on me because I'm in love with Jesus. And when you get in love with Jesus, you won't think about that other stuff. My Lord. Hallelujah. But in the last days, they would be lovers more of pleasure than lovers of God. I want to go on and uh, more I'd like to say, but let me move on. Secondly, people, a lot of people are torn between the Lord and money. Amen. Many folks are torn between the Lord and money. Now there are a lot of people who don't go out and seek all kind of pleasure things. But they're caught in between their love for God and money. Look what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. In verse 24, Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And the word mammon is an old English word that's uh, 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 it's obsolete today. Uh, it's not, it's not used in our language, but the word mammon is an old English word that means money. Matter of fact, some of the newer translations of the Bible puts the word money there. You cannot serve God and money. And notice how he says, you can't serve two masters. You see, he used the word master because there's a lot of people enslaved to money. Come on. They cannot give adequate time to God. They cannot give adequate time to their family, 
to the church or nobody else because they're too caught up in making the next big buck. We are talking about issues that Americans more than any country has to face. What's the song? Hallelujah. That one of the songwriters used to sing. Hallelujah. Uh, that was a big hit and he's passed away now too. Talking about we're too busy keeping up with the Joneses four car garage and we're still building on. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Amen. We have to have Money to, to live and survive. I understand that. But it's not the will of God for money to be your idol. Hallelujah. Amen. Because a lot of times, hallelujah, people are so caught up, amen, in money, amen, and filling their bank accounts and building their 401ks that when they get a job offer, amen, maybe to double their salary, they'll jump right on it, not thinking about how it's going to affect them and their family spiritually. Brother Travis spoke about a house being for sale, and uh, thought come to my mind how that uh, when people uh, are, are, are looking, amen, to buy a home a lot of times, and even real estate agents will advertise, a lot of things that people want to consider when they want to move into a neighborhood or a new town, they want to ch- that if they got children, they want to check about the schools. What kind of schools are there? And, that, and that's great. And they want to check about various things. But I'm amazed a lot of times that people are so caught up with making the big bucks that they'll move somewhere way away, amen, from their church home and their church family, amen, because they're going to get another job making a whole lot better money, but they don't never think to look around and see if there's a good church somewhere close by that would preach to them the truth. Yeah, we'll check about what kind of schools are going on. Come on, pastor's preaching right now. We'll check about whether we got good enough schools for our kids. We'll check about this situation and that. Hallelujah. But what about the spiritual situation? How many times have people thought, oh, this is a blessing for God. Let me tell you something. Not everything that the devil throws in your path is going to be a blessing, but it's a trap. Amen. That gets you wrapped up in something that will lead you away from God's love. It's something that the devil uses money to compete with people's love. (laughs) I've seen too many down through my years. Amen. I know that's the truth. Amen. We're torn between the Lord and money. Let me tell you something. It ain't, it ain't having a new car, a bigger home, or bigger bank account that's going to bring you happiness. Matter of fact, Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said, if you got food and clothes to put on your back, you need to be content. I've been into some third world countries. I know how some other people live. Amen. 
And when you compare these people with how we've been blessed in America, and we say blessed, but a lot of time it's a hid curse. We've got, every, every one of us has got more than what we need. You know, in Haiti, the mortality rate is so high. There's only a few percent of children born in Haiti that live through their childhood. And one of the biggest issues that takes people out in Haiti is the lack of just safe, clean drinking water. Now, that's something that we don't think about right around here. Hallelujah. We can go to our faucet, or most people buy. <laughs> they buy and pay high bucks for bottled water, and they think they're getting something better when, truth be known, they're filling it up with fountain water wherever it's bottled at. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. We don't think about the, how we're blessed but I've seen firsthand why so many children die of disease in Haiti. Went out in the countryside going to a little old church <coughs> with Brother Penrod and came upon this creek. And there, most of the women from the, the, the community there was down in the creek doing washing their clothes. And those ladies sitting down there in the middle of the creek washing her clothes. And it was also while they was there washing her clothes, some of them was giving themselves a bath. All in that water. And in the midst of all that, here comes a little boy. And it's, it's, it's like about, oh, at that time it was about, uh, 103, 104 degrees there at that time. Very, very warm. And this little boy was hot and he's thirsty. And he's walking down right there and he crosses downstream where all those people was washing their clothes, taking baths. And he takes this little tin cup from off his waist and sticks it in there and gets him a drink of that water. He didn't have nowhere better to go to get his water. I wouldn't even give it a second thought about drinking that water. Hallelujah. We do not realize how blessed we are, but it seems like the more God gives us, the more we want. Come on. We can live on far less than what we live on. There's too many of us, even in the church, that are torn between the Lord and money. Got to build, build this 401k. I got to do this and I got to do that. Jesus says, don't take no thought of your life. That was Jesus' financial plan. He said, if God can care for the sparrow that flies, come on now. He said, how much more will He not take care of you? If you give your devotion and your love to the Lord, there's not a one of you in this house that God won't take care of. It don't matter. 
And right now, everybody's getting concerned because Wall Street is on, is on that shaky ride again. And all the experts are saying, it's coming up for the big fall. It's coming up. They keep saying that. Hallelujah. And I know, I know, and I believe, even by God's word, that it's going to happen. I don't know when it'll happen, but I know it's going to happen. But I'm going to tell you something. Wall Street is not my source. God is going to take care of me. And if you love Him and trust Him, He'll take, well, hallelujah, He'll take care of you. Glory to God. You don't have to worry about what tomorrow holds. Let tomorrow take care of Don't you got enough to be concerned about for today? The third and final thing that people are torn between is torn between the Lord and the world. A lot of folks are torn between the Lord and the world. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. G, uh, uh, not Jesus here, but John uh, doing the writing. Uh, he says, Do not love the world nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And we're talking about the system things of the world. All the system of the world and what the world is involved in. I had... To repent because the Lord let me know there's several social issues that I uh, that that concerns me deeply and one of them being as you know if, if you come around here one of them one of them is, is abortion amen I, I'm very much concerned of it I'm there's a lot of social things that that I'm concerned. But because of that, I, there was a time I was allowing myself to get too involved politically. And I began to think, well, if you're, if you're a, uh, uh, a member of this political party, amen, they're gonna be alright. But I'm gonna tell you what, don't, don't, don't no party out there, amen, has the love for God, amen, they all got their evil in them. Hallelujah. And the answer to America's problem is not in the political parties, the White House. Listen, the, yeah, we just lost a good Supreme Court judge. People are getting concerned about that now and all that. Folks, let me tell you something. Listen, we, we got, we got to be active. Amen. And, 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 and do the certain things. Amen. But we cannot allow ourselves to get caught up with the, the way that the world thinks. And Brother Darrell was doing a good job teaching about that this morning. It's very easy the way the media, amen, portrays things. If you're not careful, you'll let them talk you in getting mad at a certain group of people because of the color of their skin or the speech they speak or the religion that they have when God has got us here to be a light to the world. I would love the opportunity to witness to a Muslim about Jesus. I'm looking forward to the day that we can baptize one of them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What Brother Darrell talked about this morning is exactly right. Let me tell you something. 
We might, we not, might not be seeing many miraculous wonders in America's church because we got so cold and indifferent. But Jesus is making himself real to people around the world. He is He's appearing to Muslims in dreams and in visions. And they're running to the church, running to be saved. i seen a video clip, amen, just last week that there was a baptizing in the Middle East just like the day of Pentecost because there was almost 3,000 Muslims that were baptized in Jesus' name. Many of them because Jesus revealed himself to them. He appeared to them. <laughs> He's not revealing himself to us even in his good even in his presence hardly anymore because we <laughs> we didn't got mixed up in the world. And years ago some of our older ones mis mistranslated that when you say love, not the world. They, they, uh, they run their, their children out of church because they won't let them pitch a baseball or doing, or throw a football or nothing like that. When, when the word says love not the world, he, he's not talking about that. He's talking about the system of this world and the things that it gets caught up in and involved in. Hallelujah. We cannot afford to let our minds get vexed. We cannot afford to let our minds get vexed. God has got us here for a purpose. To win people to the Lord. Hallelujah. To demonstrate His love. Oh, hallelujah. To demonstrate His love. Amen. To show His love to those that many consider are unloving. Unkind. Hallelujah. My Lord. So today in wrapping up this message. Competing for your love. Satan has got a lot of things out there that competes for our love and our affection. But we've got to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to give our total devotion unto Him. And you know what? I don't understand why more people just don't Give in and yield and submit themselves to the Lord. Jesus did the hard part. He suffered, He bled, and He died for you. Like the message that went out a while ago, He, he has offered you His grace. He's offered you His grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 